I'm Mary Chris Rivera. I'm Isabel Canon. And I'm Belinda Corpus. And, and we are the Tita, Tita Collective. Did we nail that? We nailed it. <laughs> Finally did. <laughs> we have mastered throughout the quarantine being able to sync yes. up audio. It's just podcast. us three today. Um, and we are joined by Granny Car Gangsters. Granny Car Gangsters. <laughs> Who do we have here? I'm Ava. I'm Maureen. <laughs> My name's Sunshine. Yeah! <laughs> Amazing. So we have Ava, Aureen, and Sunshine. Hello! Welcome to the Tita Collective Podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So just in case uh, anyone who's listening to the podcast doesn't know who Granny Car Gangsters is, believe it or not, could you uh, give us a little like intro into who you are? Maybe like a little bit of JCG origin story? Sure. Um... So we're actually an all Asian American women um, sketch comedy group. Um, and we, me and Ava Tong, um, we co-founded it. Like we just dreamed up of like starting like a comedy show or a comedy group. I think at first it wasn't really all women. I think it was just like, we just love comedy so much and we wanted to do it. And then it just became like, oh, let's just do one for, for women. Um, we're based at Binnelstiff Studio, which is a San Francisco um, black box theater. That's um, we are the only Filipino American performing arts space in the U.S. Um, and it's a permanent like space in SF. And so we were already kind of like performing. Like I've known Sunshine since she was a young teen, and uh, <laughs> and Ava I've known since she was actually my TA at SF State. Um, and so we just go way back. We've been performing. And you know, when you're performing, when you're doing theater together, you just kind of like, you know, just organically become family and you just create this camaraderie. And so we were just like an instant, um, you know, like everybody in Binnelstead, we're all like family. So it's just like, but folks want to create things with different people. So sometimes there's multiple troops actually at, in, through Binnelstead. So we're not the only ones. Um, and so, yeah, so me and Ava just like, you know, grabbed a few of our friends at first and then, and then from that just kept growing because some of our, our friends would, you know, get, get married and get pregnant and have families and like, you know, their, their commitments would change. So we would grab new members and et cetera, et cetera. Ava, you want to add anything? Well, I was thinking we wanted to be like an Asian kids in the hall <laughs> I'm obsessed with kids in the hall, especially when I was yeah. in high school. So I just always love their style and their deadpan-ness, their, all their witty, witty comedy. And it was just so good. And, and I, you know, I grew up actually uh, with watching stuff like Benny Hill, um, you know, all those kind of funny shows when I was young. So by the time I met Irene and I already had like this library of things I wanted to do and turns out she did too. So uh, we ended up starting Granny Cart because of our love for comedy. And it was just, it just, it was so organic. I loved it. It was, it was great when we formed up and it was just like my dream. It was our dream to have like a sketch comedy troupe of our own. So all the people in it, they're like, they're like our dream come true. So it's Aww. amazing. 
that's <laughs> awesome. Also, kids in the hall. Like I, because I'm actually like, like from the Philippines. Like I grew up there, and I didn't know about kids in the hall until I came to Canada. And everyone was like talking about it, and I was like, okay, cool, cool. And you're here, like, oh yeah, it's kids in the hall. I'm like, how big were kids in the hall back in the day? Were they like legit huge? Yeah. Did I miss a whole chunk? Well, I grew up in the nineties, so yeah, they still had the show there. Yeah, we're a little older, um, <laughs> but um, it was prime Canadian content. Yeah. yeah, when it's prime, it spreads. Yeah, and so yeah. I think with Ava too. Ava is like the biggest comedy nerd. Like she, she's like I, I can't. I, I'm not up to par at all. But I love I love comedy, but like Ava will consume comedy like it was boba. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like I'm a no <laughs> trust me <laughs> i used yes. to um wake up in the middle of the night like at 3 a.m and record kids in the hall on channel 5 with my vhs because you know we didn't have dvrs back then <laughs> and my mom would yell at me like go to bed you have school I'm like wait it's almost over oh <laughs> i feel that that was my that, that was my mom with uh soap operas Mm. recording on those VHS that you'd watch religiously. Maybe that's why I went to theater, because it's all dramatic. She probably had like <laughs> 20 VHS of the same show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wasn't me in anime. Oh, nice. Like one of those things. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no anime talk right <laughs> No, that's awesome. Kids in the Hall are, yeah, it's, it, it, they're so cool. And it's, it's, it's interesting too, like you know, being from Canada and hearing that and, and being like, whoa, like comedy is so universal. And I mean, I mean, that's why we're all doing what we're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Everything you said about the origin story just really got me in the heart and the feels. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how long ago did I uh, start at Granny Cart? 2011. Woo! Yeah. Kind of. 2011. That was our first, like, I don't know. When we formed, yeah, five, five people, was like kids in the hall. <laughs> yeah, just who, who was the first five, Ava? It was me, you, Andrea, Judith, and Tony, oh. and we all had different specialties. So that was like what it was oh, going to be. Cool. But then but we, we always, realized like, reeled sunshine in. Like she was. Yeah, like, <laughs> I would just she would like thing. tag along. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, don't forget me. You just picked me up, and I was just you what you were doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Ava was like, "Just get in the car." Thank you. <laughs> Kidnap you? I know, right? Yeah. Young college kids. Help us, Asian women. <laughs> the teacher collective does not condone kidnapping. <laughs> she was Great. an adult. <laughs> she was an adult already. It was consensual. It was say, as long as it's consent, I think we're good. <laughs> so you started off as five. How many are you like active members right now? No one knows. I don't know. Do you have a number? <laughs> Probably like fifteen or yeah. yeah, something like that. I'm yeah. not sure. We're not sure any we stopped counting because it like we've had so many shows since the shelter in place that like and people because it's online right now people have come from like you know randomly like we we haven't they haven't performed in a while but they they just joined because 
online, you know, shows allows them to do that, to participate. So it fluctuates. Um, yeah. And, and not everybody per, like performs, like some of them just want to write. Um, but yeah, like I said, like the, the Zoom and like online virtual shows allows some folks to like participate nowadays. Yeah. So you all went from kids in the hall to like Saturday Night Live uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> numbers. <laughs> People have said that about us in our, in our feedback. We used to give really? surveys. They're like, you guys are like SNL, but better. I was like, what? Ooh, oh my God. Yes. What an honor. That's so <laughs> you got to frame that. That's <laughs> There's like 20 of us. I, I was just counting my poster right now. There's like about 20. 20 nice. plus. 20. Active? Oh, I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, they're, they're alive. <laughs> there are 20 Pukeng Kings at least <laughs> in one email thread. So yeah. yes. they, have, they have a pulse. So they're. <laughs> yeah. Some are just attendees, some are like honorary supporters. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you find that it's, it's easier or harder now that you have like so many of you now? Hmm. Depends on what you mean. Are you talking about like performing or just? Yeah, because like even us, like we started off as, as five of us and we just mm. bumped up to six and that already was like, okay, we have like <laughs> scheduling issues. <laughs> but at the same time, so that was the hard part. We were never like, okay, we got it. We got to do this. And we got everyone like, when do we do this? So that was a hard part, but it was also easy in terms of now we have an extra hand. Um, so we're able to spread out kind of the de delegation of, of things more. So I don't know, like, how is yeah. it in terms of like scheduling 15 people? I can't even imagine. I have so, so much respect for you. <laughs> so what we do is usually like me, Ava, and then Julie Kobara, who's our other producer, or usually like a producer for Rainy Cart, we'll usually just throw it out there. If there's like, like when you all asked us, I'll, I'll just like send out a mass email and just be like, who, who wants, who's down? You know, um, and then whoever whoever says yes, then then they'll they'll create in that project, and and that's usually how it goes. And then whoever like usually like some people can only write, or some people can only commit to performing. And so we we're just really flexible. I want as much folks to feel like they can get involved, and so want to keep it like you know as flexible as possible, as understanding to people's schedules as possible when we have like in-person shows usually you know it doesn't really we things don't pick up rehearsals don't pick up until towards the end of the show uh, towards the beginning of or you know showtime mm -hmm. so yeah. we don't need everybody to like show up to everything until that time mm. yeah yeah I think that's the good thing about granny card too like it's always very like project focused and everyone accepts that it's not going to be like 100% attendance. But I think it really shows like how much people want to create that it's like, oh, I want to create this thing. You send the message to your homies and you see how many show up. Um, but no matter what, like your creation happens. I think that's the thing about Granny Cart. Like, and it's, it's just always a space that exists for that. So people like go in and out of that, um, this kind of like Narnia that we've created. Love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that. <laughs> you said that and I was just like that's such a clear image in my mind I'm like yeah 
That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, we're like in the closet. Like a lot of closet. <laughs> So. We're so deep in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna come out next? Fine. <laughs> Who's gonna come out next? Oh my god. The boobs. So are uh, are any of you like uh, full time artists or like or you know doing that that really cool? Just like I've got this like one job that I do during the day. Art is kind of at night. Things have changed during the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. Ava, you want to answer that? (laughs) Yeah, no. We all have jobs. (laughs) Like, none of us are full-time artists. So, I mean, when we started doing this, it's just like, it's a hobby, you know? And Mm -hmm. we're not... I mean, it would be great if we were full-time, doing this full-time, but... I don't know, Ari. What do you we've, we, we've entertained it. Like, we've definitely yeah. been like, we, everybody could do jobs. Let's all quit our jobs and just do credit card full time. Yeah, and we've we said know. that so many times. Yeah, but that's the dream. But yeah. Like, yeah, I guess it's safe to say granny cart is a lifestyle, not a livelihood at this point. Mm, nice. <laughs> so we are full time granny cart, right? But we're not getting paid from it. So. <laughs> feel that oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. Feel that. unless like yeah. amazon or snl or some netflix picks us up you know full time we're like okay yeah. we're gonna do this at night when we get home from work or whatever mm-hmm. so. yeah. but we are willing to sell out is what we're saying <laughs> yes <laughs> totally down Please. you know yeah if somebody wants to give us money we'll take it commercials we'll do everything <laughs> no um what if I don't know. We, I, I, we, we haven't gotten there. We haven't even been asked to do any of that, but we love like doing bindles. Like that's one thing I think that have continued was like, we enjoy performing on stage for our community. And so, um, so we're still, even though everything's like online right now, we're still going to continue to do that. But I guess now virtually we're, we're planning our October show right now um and so and that's something that we always we all like look forward to that like just performing at least once a year on stage with everybody um yeah i think at one point me and ava were like oh wait let's do like sketches and like post it on youtube and we'll go viral yeah you know but (laughs) (laughs) but then it was just like yep reality nope you know like two years later yeah when are we gonna post on youtube seven years later seven years later we're still like oh i think i think i i enjoy you know i enjoy live theater to be honest you know you you can do youtube and all that stuff but when it's live i I think i that's where i thrive more to be honest yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean there is something because orin you you said it like there's something about doing it for your community and to see that like live is probably like ooh. Yeah, I love our audiences. It's so special seeing them. We have like a really, I don't know, is would you say we have like a narrow, like a specific type of audience? Me? I don't know. You guys feel that? I think it's it's changed. uh, Like the longer we've been doing it, like it's it's grown too, right? Shine? I don't know. I mean, they keep showing up. I think our audience has turned from being like our close friends to suddenly like we're seeing it spread wider through their Mm -hmm. channels. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it's like, I honestly, 
I, it was fun. It's so fun to be in Granny Cart, but I never thought we were special. And then the more people I see reacting to us, I'm like, oh shit, this is something that doesn't exist elsewhere. And this is something people are looking for. And it's something people are drawn to, which I don't know why I had to be told that by other people, but I think that our audience is like evolving with that also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you can't be easily offended if you're gonna come to one of our shows. Yeah. Like I've been told we're very irreverent. I had to look that up. I didn't know what, what, that, what does that mean? <laughs> it means there's no no boundaries in our comedy. Like no nothing is safe, you know, from us touching this topic. You know, we venture into a lot of different types of humor. Yeah. Um, I'm really into dirty humor. So that's my specialty. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Ava's are uh are our um our our number one dirty hoe. <laughs> I am dirty I don't know how that vegan happened. <laughs> no, it's yeah. so amazing because like I just talking about like that energy, like even though it wasn't live, just seeing that in Island Women Rise through your videos was like I don't know, it just felt we hadn't even met yet, but it felt like this camaraderie already being like an all Asian group and then seeing another all Asian group and all of us are like, you know, women, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like, it, it's, it, it's powerful. I wish I could see some of your live shows, like physically be there. Cause that would be- We will, we will, we will. Yes, we're we will. Yeah. Or say never. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing about our origin a little bit. Like we have, we were part of another sketch group, all, all three of us here. We were part of another sketch group and we were just like doing stuff at Binnelstiff. And it was at that moment where I was in a rehearsal because it, was, it wasn't um, all women. It, mm -hmm. I was in a rehearsal and I just remember spending like, I don't know how many hours where I was just sitting there waiting for my turn. And I realized, I'm like, I'm not going to be on stage unless I write something for myself. And it wasn't, <laughs> so then I just like, I, I, I wrote something, I wrote like a monologue for myself. And, and that's when I was just like, I need to, we need to like make more space for us, you know, for our humor or just for women. Cause then it, then I, I just didn't like that situation where I'm just like waiting for my turn and then like waiting and waiting and no one's really like paying attention to me. And you know, you're putting in your time, we're, we're doing this outside of work. So it was, it was really like kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. That resonates yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's hella true. I, I, I never really thought about that, but how like when we were in a group where men were writing our parts, we were only written in one perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it was very, very, we, we all could have been copy and paste the same person, right? Always mm -hmm. the same, like, high-pitched girlfriend of the Filipino dude or something random like that. But yeah, but that's why in Granny Cart, we're finally, like, fully excited about our truths and, like, expressing it. And I think that's why people feel it. Like, it's just kind of in your face. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we didn't yeah. used to um, play the men parts. We used to have actual men play the men yeah. parts. Oh! Yeah, and we were like, no. Let's just do it. Put on yeah. a wig. Put on a mustache. It was actually the men in, the, in that show, that bad fruit show. It was like Chuck was like, you guys should just have all women. And we're like, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, bye. Okay. We, we will. <laughs> Thanks for that suggestion. Fine. Oh, yeah. Was I, there ever like a moment 
live that I know Sunshine, you said like, yeah, I didn't know that we were special. Like, but was there ever a moment on stage that you knew that, whoa, this is special? Like, was there ever that like? Yes. When? For me, it was when, well, for me, it was when after a show, these two people came out from the audience and it was like, they were like in their 60s or 70s. And this woman, it was like a couple, the woman, she's like this white lady with like, was she bald or something? Or no, she, do you remember, Aureen? I don't know what she, white woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is your memory. She found us in like some kind oh, yeah, of like yeah, guardian yeah. or something. And yeah. she, she was just like, that was a fucking great show. You guys are amazing. I was like, you know, because I don't know, for, for a long time, we were always scared to have white people in our audience because we were like making fun of them. But she was so down. She was so cool. And she loved our show. And I just, to have our range of audience grow from like being or just our friends to like reaching out to people who never, don't know anything about us. She just liked the name of our show. And then she came. Which one was it? I think it was Pussy Generation. Oh, that was a far-reaching. <laughs> I mean, I understand why. She, if she went to that show, she better loved it. <laughs> True. The bolder we get, the wider our audience gets, interestingly enough. That's great. Yeah, that's very beautiful, especially, like, in comedy. A lot of people think, like, like you know, especially when you're starting out, it's always, like, Let's stay safe. Let's stay safe. And it never goes anywhere. Yeah. How about you guys? What? (laughs) (laughs) Answer your own question. (laughs) Do you have a moment where you felt special? Oh, yeah. There's so many. And like, like there's so many versions of it too. Like, um, even like in the rehearsal room where you look around and and you just see like, you're just you're like, wow, this is sisterhood. Like we're all just vibing together and just like doing what we're doing. We might not even be rehearsing. We might just be like low-key just eating food and saying we're rehearsing. But like even then it's just like, together is like um really special. And then I think there was a moment, I, I think for me, it was I don't even remember what show it was. But I remember just looking down the line. I knew it was, it's teacher jokes, but like I don't remember which run. But I remember looking down the line and being like, "Whoa, all of us are on stage right now!" Like that was like it was really cool. Like I think it was like the closer, like right at the end of the show. It was just like, "Whoa, like this is happening," and like people are seeing this in real time. And I'm not dreaming this; like it's actually happening. Like that. That was the moment for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think the moment for Ellie, <laughs> even though <laughs> she's not here, but um, she, she uh, so we were all like getting ready in the um, green room and she came from the bathroom, I think. And she was like, oh, cause there's a lineup. And she's like, what's this for? And it was for us. And she was like, oh. wait, what? There's a lineup? And then it, I guess it was our first ever lineup. And I, I guess subsequently, that's for me, it was our first ever like sold out show. And uh, we were just like, where did all these Filipinos come from? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, 
we because it was hard to get my family into the audience because they were like <laughs> I remember oh, this. They were like, oh yeah so far <laughs> um, <laughs> but other people showed up so i was like oh okay so maybe you know maybe we are special see mom <laughs> for me it was uh probably the first like performance i ever did of tita joe's like a version of that and seeing just like when the lights come up you see the audience and like the theater had like what what's the capacity jcb like 70 60 70 around that yeah, but it was like just that, like yeah. mostly filipino people occasionally there were like some like few white people and like some like non-filipino or like non-asian people that were there to see the show but just like seeing that i was like Oh my God! Part of me was thinking, are these distant family members that my mom just like told to see them? <laughs> they were not. They were people that we didn't know who then come to us afterwards, like say how much that they love the show and how much of their experiences they see reflected in it. It's just like, oh, that just like, and they just kind of like solidified, like, yeah, this is why we have to keep. This is why we're doing this. This is why we have to keep doing it. Just to. Be able to continually still look we get to reflect our own experiences and it's wonderful to have people seem to just like yeah that's like my family too you don't realize how much of that you missed out on mm-hmm. so yeah you get it Marcus, you touched on an amazing topic like imposter syndrome which i think sunshine you kind of talked about it a little bit also earlier so um for for y'all like it's so it's so common right like for for POCs in the arts, it's like, are we worthy or are we the the Asian hire? Or you know what I mean? Are we the Asian show? And so all the Asians are just coming here. So for those that are going through that, that imposter syndrome, what do you have to say to them? Like, what can you do to like shake things up? Like, no, no, no. Find a bunch <laughs> of other imposters. Like, <laughs> like I have, do you guys remember when we did, we do a bunch of those like, sketch fest and then we had one where mm-hmm. we're like we're always like the only all women the only like all non-white mm-hmm. those are those are pretty exciting and i don't think we would have gone through that had we not laughed and shitted our pants about it together um so yeah i think there's there's a reason why collectives happen right and it brings about so much bravery in each other and i think we all kind of build off each other's bravery um so that once you're on stage and the lights are on you, you're already kind of in like the safest place possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's like, I mean, it still happens. I don't think you can ever really release yourself of, of, of well, for me, personally speaking, of, of imposter syndrome, just because like, I'm an immigrant, you know, I grew up like undocumented even here in the US. So it's always like, I'm always an imposter, you know, always feeling like I shouldn't be here, I don't belong. And so, um, being brave together like what sunshine said is like gives me that just that courage i need to to go on stage and perform or to to write sketches and things like that um because uh it, you know like it, it's gonna be there it's gonna be it's there for even at my at work as a as a i'm an adjunct professor so like even just that like do i have this knowledge or am i credible and i'm, I'm also the artistic director of the NOSIF and that's always like Oh, I'm not trained for you know formally trained in theater like I'm I'm always gonna I've, I've just kind of like embraced it I guess and just kind of let it be part of this experience and just sit in it and just kind of like accept that it's always gonna 
I'm always going to have that just because of my past and my experience. That's inspiring. That like, yeah, I feel like what y'all are saying is like resonating with, with us three as well. Cause that's like yeah. such a shared experience, you know, mm -hmm. I just, just wanted to say too, like, you know, seeing you guys on, on, um, Facebook, that first time I saw like a post where you all were like singing and, and it was like a funny little bit. And I was, you know, Tony Lynn Sedeco, who's actually the first, you know, like one of the OGs, but what happened was she ended up moving to New York before we, she even did a show with us. So she tagged me and I was like, or she tagged Granny Carr and I was like, oh shit. Like, she's like, you guys are like the same, but you know, and the opposite sides of, you know, the, the coast. And then I was like, you know, wow. Yeah. I, I can, I, what you were singing, your song, your performance resonated um, with us too. And with me in particular too, um, just being tonight, you know? Um, and so like seeing that like was exciting. I was like, oh shit, you know, other people are doing it in their community and they're touching those people. We're over here, we're doing our thing. Um, and hopefully one day, you know, we can, we will, right. Come together. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgot about the tour bus. <laughs> yep <laughs> that's me in the middle like uh <laughs> it's like it's like butt crack usa it's like what minnesota and manitoba just <laughs> like oh god okay. oh gosh no <laughs> minnesota Not our yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully y'all can visit you know binostiff and then vice versa for us to you know yeah yes. we're gonna make it happen it's we're gonna, gonna happen, happen. <laughs> we're recording this manifestation now it's in a yeah. podcast form so now we just gotta actually do it <laughs> it's in podcast but form hello. so there's no turning back now <laughs> better watch what i say <laughs> <laughs> immortal we talked about it briefly um but can you, i wonder if you could speak a little more to like the community that you have at like at bindlestiff or in like what the community is like in sf because i know it's very different than what we have like the community we have here in toronto mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I, I have no reference for Toronto, but I went, I went, I've been there once, but, um, so I know you all have a community there too, uh, but here, I think because of the location where San Francisco is like, you know, a major entry point for a lot of immigrants, and so for Filipino immigrants, so like a lot of them end up here, um, Soma, where we're located, actually, historically has, um, used to have a lot of Filipino Filipinos living, it's one of the densest Filipino American population in San Francisco, but we also have, you know, other pockets and Excelsior district where Sunshine lives or grew up, like that's also a really huge Filipino American community there. Um, and the Bay, the Bay, you know, Daly City's right there has the highest population just in California. So we just, and Union City, like there's all these like cities in the Bay and we all kind of just come to Binlstiff um, to watch shows. It's not just granny cart, but like any, anything that's happening in Benostiff. And because Benostiff is already like our missions already like Filipino American performing arts, right? Where that's what we cultivate. We nurture artists that are dedicated to that mission. Um, I think there's something where we kind of take for granted a little bit too, because we don't, I feel like a lot of the things that come out of Benostiff, like we because we already are the filipino american theater space we don't have to always like um explain that 
And I kind of like that about us because we, we already, our stories are already coming from a perspective of like, we're not a minority, you know, that we're already coming from a perspective of like, this is for our community. So there's already like a lot of stuff that we don't need to explain. You know, I don't need to explain my culture. I don't need to explain colonization. That's already like established. Um, so the stories that come out are, are um, I don't know, I know we're kind of like insular too. We're like a bunch of crazy kids running around this theater, just creating <laughs> yeah. random shit. We have like geek show doing, you know, like geeky stuff. And then Forbidden Futures, they do like sci-fi shit. You know, we do our own thing. Um, just like trying to like, you know, kind of push the envelope a little bit of what it means to, to, to put on a Filipino American show. And sometimes we don't even think of it like, like the Philip, the emphasis on Filipino isn't as, um, important because of the space like once you walk in the space it's already like done check yeah you're right we have such like a privilege jumping off point for our arts because of like the location we're in so i think that's why we've been allowed to have so many different pockets in bindle stiff too like arena saying i think just time wise and like location wise it's allowed for that kind of like the epicenter for filipino filipino american arts um so so yeah, I, I never thought of that actually. Thanks, Irene. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but People then also, yeah, I, I'd like Ava to speak on it because she's like, mm -hmm. she used to do kulintang and shit. Like yeah. she's just mm. all up in that. <laughs> I, I grew up in, uh, well, I, I was born in San Francisco and everything, but for six years I lived in Hercules, which is another pocket um, kind of north of San Francisco in the East Bay also. Um, and so, I don't know, I just surrounded by Filipinos. So when I came back to college in SFSU, um, I was just drawn to that community automatically. Um, and I did end up being in a Filipino drum circle <laughs> and just learning Thumb. And I was performing it and that's a long time ago. So. But yeah, that's how I ended up being in Stiff, And I, I don't know, I felt like really at home, you know, they welcomed me. It didn't matter if I was Filipino or not. I knew all the food. <laughs> that was my in, you know, that's how I related. So, but um, yeah, I, I, I mean, sometimes I don't understand some of the language in the shows, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, there's always someone right next to me who could explain it to me, it's fine. Um, our last retreat, like we were so high, and Ava was sober, and so a lot of us were high, and we we spoke a bunch of us spoke Tagalog. And oh. so we were just like, ah, like just talking, like you know when you're like when you connect with with your people in that language, and like yeah. you know it's deep, so like <laughs> like in your soul, you know what I mean? So. Like we were just cracking up, cracking up, and then I'm looking at Ava, and I'm like, Ava, you okay? You getting it? And she was like, You guys are just, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you guys were like laughing so hard that just that was funny because y'all thought you all were so funny. So and I loved it because you probably were. I don't know. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was like right before we we're gonna drive home too. We we're just like getting high. <laughs> We kept laughing about um what's her name? The the Tala song, the Tala. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Sarah. 
Sarah Geronimo. Oh, 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 that was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the dance is, but yeah. <laughs> we were like, you know, it was like the Ta'al, that, that was like 2020. That was January 2020 when we had the retreat. And then like all this shit was happening. Ha- little did we know, like more shit was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, ooh, having not to explain, that is, that is very interesting because we, we did a show and it was called Teacher Jokes and we got a review and mind you, when we did the marketing for this show, we explained what Tita was, like, but we didn't necessarily say it on the show. We, we figured you read our pamphlet, <laughs> you know, you're coming to this show. Okay, now let's do the show. And the review, the review had like, they didn't even explain what Tita was. And we were just saying, how, what, what more do we have to do for these people? Sorry, can you please explain to me what, um, what are those, like, you know, wild American movies that I don't know that word, and I had to look it up in the dictionary. Can you just do the same, please? And you don't even have to go to the dictionary. You can just read our pamphlet. Yeah. Anyway. Or, like, turn to a Filipino person who was probably sitting next to you in the audience. <laughs> I know. It's in the program. It's in the marketing. Yeah, it's everywhere. But it is so nice when you don't have to explain and like you can hear that in the audience too, you know, when they're just like with you and you're like, wow, this is so yeah. <laughs> we can totally tell when we have a primarily like white audience versus a primarily <laughs> Filipino audience. It's so different. Yeah. There's a show that Izzy and I did and we were in like the whitest town in Ontario and we could tell we were just like I feel like I think Izzy you told me you're like I feel like every time we're on stage everyone's like that's nice (laughs) yeah because we would talk because we had accents in that scene like Filipino accents and I could just because there's a time where I look out into the audience and I see their faces and they're just like they're not even they're not even listening. They're not even gonna try. They're just like, oh, it's their scene now. Cool, cool, cool. And don't get me wrong, like there are times when I am watching a movie also, and there's like a very heavy like accent that I don't know, like if it's like, you know, those like old English, and I'm like, what are they talking about? But I am not just gonna be like, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm just going to wait till the next scene. They're like, no, I'm, I'm going to try to make out and I can kind of get the gist of it. But you can see sometimes they don't even try. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Make an effort. God. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that that says something too about like POC, our experience when we watch like mainstream, you know, or like Shakespeare or whatever, we have to sit there and try to understand it. Like in that moment where you, where you're being asked to under, to just kind of like understand the way we've always seen as an audience member, how we see theater, you know, in the, in the more general sense, like, come on, one show, <laughs> get it together, <laughs> do your research. Yes. I want to say before the matrix came out, I didn't know what the word matrix meant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I still went. 
And I don't think they ever explained what Matrix meant. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good movie. Ugh. I'll look it up afterward. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I think you're missing a line there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it too late to write a review for The Matrix right now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, they've got a lot of positive stuff. They can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, like, similarly, have you, like, Granny Card, also like, experienced any of that, that racism or that ignorance? <laughs> oh, that comes from <laughs> the way you said that. Have you experienced... Racism. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. as, as, a, as a group, as a troop, or just individually? Oh, no, we all got it individually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do as a troop. Let's do Ooh. as a troop. As a troop. Hmm. I feel like at least if it has, it hasn't bothered us. And if it has, it hasn't touched us at all. <laughs> Looking at our reaction, just didn't right now. care. We're like, oh, they were being racist, or I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're offended. Oh, well. Thank you for paying. Like they Thanks paid for, for it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Bye. I think I think we're also one of the 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 drawbacks of like being predominantly like performing in Binalstiff is we're kind of shielded from that a little bit. Mm. You know, like you're coming into our space, so you can't. You know, like that. That's sort of the the situation. But it's kind of like. You know, it's different if we go to different spaces, like what Sunshine said about like going into those other festivals where it's not necessarily racism, but you do feel like, you know, my, maybe a microaggression in, in a sense where like, why are we always at like 11 p.m.? Like our time slot is like pushed all the way to the end of the night and mm. you have to perform one time in this whole festival, even though we're like a local group, but then other groups get to perform multiple times you know that's kind of like the extent of it um yeah and just having to like you know kind of like wondering like how come we don't get the same kind of treatment some of these sketch groups get like you know being asked not having to apply or they're just getting asked to perform every year automatically you know like we didn't even get in that one time right Ava like last time you applied yeah and we sold out every show we've done at their festival so I don't know what the fuck and we're just like down the street from them like and so it was just like that that's the only frustrating thing i think but other than that like the other festivals that we've been a part of are predominantly like women festivals like women comedy whatever whatever so they've treated us very well so yeah like femfest mm-hmm. oh nice they give you guys like a hotel room right <laughs> yeah we're like at a hotel we're like we made it <laughs> <laughs> we thought we thought and then we're like driving home <laughs> all sticky and things but it's funny because like you have these for. experiences and we're like you you did make it like in in our perspective we're like we love you people and so we're like, you have made it, you know? I, I, I think Aww. it's that, um, yeah. <laughs> it's Thanks, so guys. interesting too, cause like that, <laughs> that kind of like perspective, like we also don't know, like, yeah, I, again, I think <laughs> that imposter syndrome, AA. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Creeping up, it's a little character you can write about. Like, stay in your closet. <laughs> stay in Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, we haven't, like it's been we've been pretty blessed that like we've been doing all these things like last year i think it began last year 
we we did Filipino AF too. We did a show with them. It was all like in a two days. Like we had to go from LA to Sacramento. Mm. And yeah, it was nice. That was our tour. We made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we even called it a mini tour. That's how much imposter syndrome we had. <laughs> I know we weren't like it's real. It resonates like, it's a, with us. <laughs> yep. yep. We yeah. went from Ottawa to Toronto. <laughs> one year we were, we were in Montreal twice. We're just oh like, yeah. yeah, twice in one month. To Montreal. Nice. That's the one. Like, Is that far? It's from. It's like I have no idea. Oh, it's a five-hour drive. Five hours. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa is cool. farther though. Yeah. No. No, no. Ottawa is Ontario store. Uh, the, 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 yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I want to yeah. say Ottawa yes. was. <laughs> Uh, we don't know Canada. I don't know. We, uh, did we take okay. a train? I'll look it up. <laughs> Google Maps. Are you all, um, so how's like the comedy scene where you all are at? Because I know like Toronto is pretty big in, in theater and, and, and comedy as well. So how's it's very that? big in white yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of what you were saying before was just like, yep, that's like it here too. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like the different festivals, like depending on different festivals and like, Oh, mm-hmm. so I can count the amount of like POC troops here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. It's also hilarious when they use our picture, let's say, for like almost exclusively. We have so many sketch troops and so many, you know, like diversity, like the Tita Collective. And then it's our picture on the cover, blah, blah, blah. Yet we are not like you know in a prime spot or anything mm-hmm. so it's like you're using us <laughs> yeah the tokenism is pretty strong here in our in our communities there there are more um people at least in administrative roles that are becoming diverse there's some representation there like i know in fact factory theater we have nina lee aquino who's filipina and then like in theater Pasmarai, like they're they're big um big like medium-sized theaters in Toronto like we have Marjorie Chan so and you know Asian women like in in leadership roles but um still a lot of tokenism and and I know for them too like they've just gotten there and they've been at this for like you know much longer definitely probably Mm -hmm. like 20 plus years so it's like slow so very slow like the waves are, are are moving but they're not yet, you know, overtaking the shore. Where is this metaphor going? Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a slow process. Yeah. <laughs> so like a lot yeah. of everything definitely resonates with us as well and, and our experience here. Mm-hmm. I think when, when you said the, um, that, you know, like you don't have to explain, right? Like uh, a lot of the things, because that's just the community that you have there we feel like that is rare for us that we don't have to explain. We feel like we kind of put it into the show. Our, our opening for our show is we explain, we over explain. And that's like the joke of it, of who, like what this show is going to be about. Um, we even call back to it throughout the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that, that is, I think a, a big difference in where we're at and it's it's interesting too because um Toronto, like the, we do have the filipino communities here but there's um 
they're almost like spread out that it's not we need to get them together in one place for it to be yeah. like oh yay we feel great now we don't have to explain mm-hmm. um but what ends up happening is like a little bit of this will come and then primarily white and then a little bit of this will come and then white and so we do have to explain still like mm-hmm. something that we have to think about for shows and in terms of telling our families and tell- in terms of telling like the community, like what's it like where it is or just like where is their parking? Because a lot of them are driving up from suburbs that are an hour away from downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them don't know how to use transit or where like the transit is just ridiculous. And it, mm-hmm. either way, it's like, well, so when we get those audiences that are like, reflective of us, it feels so much more like powerful it feels like we're even like, mm-hmm. on even more of a high because then like we said before like and i'm sure you know this too like you can feel it in the audience and you can feel their energy you feel them getting it and then like oh my god i can go even further and <laughs> lean into this joke or this stereotype or this thing about our culture and i know they're gonna get it but how often that happens and to that level it like yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question like how has it been for you in in terms of um adapting to our current circumstances where we've had to bring performances in the digital sphere like how has how has that been for you it it, it seems like from the outside it's like seems really cool like having all these shows scheduled and um even just like logistically um in regards to uh yeah just who who runs it like all all that stuff yeah Hmm. Yeah, I think um, these shows have been a welcome challenge for us. It's definitely something, you know, we didn't know how to do a lot of this stuff on Zoom and all that. So every show has been a challenge. Every show is is like a puzzle that we have to figure out, um, you know, whatever it is. But we we try to come up with new content for for our show, for for these shows, even though they're, they're virtual. And it's been like kind of like therapy for some of us like mm. you know we haven't I haven't seen sunshine forever I haven't seen well Eva drops off stuff to me every now and then but um so like I haven't yeah so it's like just having that connection even digitally like or virtually like it's it's helped kind of get through this this crazy time we're in I don't know Ava people really like that they don't have to memorize lines Mm. (laughs) so that's like been my favorite part you know (laughs) um but yeah like it definitely brought on new challenges for us in terms of trying to figure out how to utilize this box you're in you know like how to make it uh resonate to the audience that's watching and but i mean i the last show that we did, I did puppetry, and I thought, I was like, oh, it's going to be so easy. But it was hard. It's fucking hard. It's like, oh, my God, I got to maneuver all these things and make all this shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I'd rather read lines. <laughs> wig. I'm just, I, I actually... I'm actually uh, looking forward to, I also look forward to the challenge of what our October show is going to look like. So, uh, you know, we've been doing all these little bits and pieces here and there for digital shows. That's only like a few minutes, but doing a full on show, that's, I don't know how long it's going to be, maybe an hour. I don't know. 
if we can get people to sit in front of the screen for an hour. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have all these questions in my high, my mind, and I'm hoping us 15 brains can <laughs> answer them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for me, I, it's been fun, but I, 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 Irene said it, it's a welcoming challenge. So, mm-hmm. Shine? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, I think our scope has oddly gotten smaller and wider at the same time. Like, yeah, we have this box, but oddly enough, I think more grannies have shown up and we, mm-hmm like it proves that distance was only keeping us apart um <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but i think also like like exactly what aureen said like it definitely is like it's much needed therapy for each individual as an artist at the moment i think like because you know as an artist you always want to grow but you know growth is always so dependent on like that soil that you've kind of built yourself in and I think right now as the cute little potted plants we are um, I think we every time we meet each other again we're always like replenishing that soil and so that's what I was thinking of when you guys were all talking about like your audiences and like I was just like man that's some fucked up soil you're sitting in you know like so I, I guess that's also like a good tip like make sure that like what you are surrounding yourself with is like is helping with your growth like you can only be so brave, but you also have to like level up your like stamina for that bravery. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to like rest and replenish with your loved ones. Um, so yeah, so I think that's what theater has become in this Zoom space. Um, and I, I think people as they view it feel our like feel our healing therapy because I don't know, I see people like laugh in the little boxes and it makes me happy. And it, mm-hmm. You know, theater, you're like, looking. Theater is forever, <laughs> it's like forever pong, you know, like you're always I like concentrating. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the 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 what theater is. You have to share it with the audience, and in a mm-hmm. virtual space, you can only look at the chat box and like, are they laughing? <laughs> and that's a lot of our process too. When we when we write sketches and we rehearse it, we're like, is it just funny to us? It's always like the question until the audience gets yep. there and you need the audience to just like validate like yeah you, they're the last you, piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and so. so we need that we you know as much as like you don't want to see it while you're performing I, I i have to see like how they're reacting because that's on a live performance that's you know you're feeding off of them so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's what i miss most about performing like even like our performances like it's always been the audiences with tita jokes it's like i've never seen an audience like that ever Mm -hmm. you know it's just like our people you know just like and 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 that metaphor about the soil like it's like yeah that's so true like that's why this work is so important because it's it's that's what we need to foster you know and it just makes me miss live theater. I'm just, yeah. I'm just getting teary. <laughs> <laughs> I think something about that too, in terms of bringing audience members, is like we have a lot of people, like we've done a of uh, jokes, like, oh God, like what, four, five runs at this point <laughs> of the show. Yeah. It's been in development for like a year and a half or something like that. And we get a lot of repeats, like a lot of repeats, like uh, mm. people who will come back and like one thing that's the beauty of sketch comedy 
Uh, it's just like that it can change, that it can constantly grow mm -hmm. versus theater where we're usually a little bit more stuck to the, the script. And there's things that you can play with within the script, but man, there's just like no holds when it comes to comedy. And we see that like the audience really appreciates that. And then they just keep coming back and they like, I'm going to bring my mom, I'm going to bring my sisters, I'm going to bring my cousins. Uh, they like, they love this. And I think just like also just the act of like bringing in like those like family members or community members like time and time again is also something that's just really powerful and we can do it to an extent here but like mm -hmm. on the virtual space but it's a little bit harder and I do miss that a lot I just love seeing like our people with like Asian people and like like BIPOC people just being like yeah we're taking up those seats in the audience yeah. like yeah we're yeah. seeing really diverse people there I'm curious to to hear about you guys's um process because I think for us it's like you know we are when we rehearse and we write like it's just our joy like that is a very joyous moment for us and and I think when that happens like we just hope you know like I said like it's just funny to us at first until the audience gets there but like uh, we we can only hope that that joy is trans you know translates to the audience um, and so like I'm curious how you all also gather and how you all come up with your content oh it's it's exactly the same yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think what'll happen because like I think throughout time and time we'll we each have like a notebook with all our you know sketch ideas and then we'll come together and be like all right so let's create for this show what do we want what what ideas do we have and it's great because like let's say belinda comes in with one idea and then maricus comes in with another idea and then like those can go hand in hand and then we riff we just riff 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 riff, riff and then you know it kind of like the sketch almost writes itself um so then and that happens i got uh you know sketch after sketch that we keep thinking of and then what happens so we have like an abundance of sketch ideas then we come up with like well what's the theme now for this show and we see what sketches would work for that and then so we kind of go off and be like okay who wants to actually like just put it in pen and paper right like who wants to write this and that and so we all go our separate ways write it all on our own quote unquote even though we've already riffed on it mm -hmm. and then we come back we do a read then we're like okay, that we're, and then we riff even more. And then that's when I think we all write together now that we just like punch up and edit and all these things. Um, and, and funny enough that each, so when we do the show, so let's say we're like, okay, this works, cool. We're gonna do this show. We do the show. It's never the same, This like we do, we did like an opener. We're like um, our opening show and then that was done that night we had to reconfigure so many things we had to reconfigure the running order we had to punch up so many things and all these things so it's kind of true like yes like even the first second third runs are not going to be the same as the last run of that <laughs> same festival show mm -hmm. so we we constantly change things and luckily we have a team that we are able to do that um, exactly what America said, like in theater, you kind of can't, it's almost set. It's like, no, the lights have to be like this. And we're like, no, 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 we have to switch it. Sorry. <laughs> so that is our process. It's like, it's always changing, I mm -hmm. guess. Sometimes yeah. so riffs, they come riffs and like, 
Yes. Izzy yes. and I have like uh like there's a sketch, facilitated discount. Where <laughs> I think we were just like throwing off this like one idea and we were just like we need to put something in here to kill time so that somebody can do a costume change. And then <laughs> basically just became like a mini sketch within a sketch itself. Yeah. And then so many people are like, I love that like in between sketch question mark. And you're like, it was yeah, yeah, it, it it's a, its own its own sketch. It's it's a talong and it is too long. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the too long talong. Uh, yeah. Longer talong. In my pantalon, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like it's totally the same as like the joy. Ooh, it's just like sparks. Yeah. I think everyone gets a little funnier under pressure too. Like, <laughs> I think like a lot of the last minute things we've decided to do have been the funniest because it's so like inherent, like, you know, like funny isn't difficult to think of. It just Mm -hmm. happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's instinct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, want to just like give it up to, because I think the reason why some of us love, you know how they say like some of the best comedians were like, you know, have some trauma (laughs) that they're dealing with. <laughs> we're all pretty like, sad <laughs> yeah like some some personalities like you know in families are, are just like the jokester because that that they they break the tension you know mm-hmm. um and so but I think I was trying to figure out like why why am I so drawn to comedy and I think really like I give it up to my parents and at first for so long I thought it was my dad I was like oh my dad's funny he gets drunk and he just starts like clowning on everybody you know and he used to like pick on me and I was like I'm your kid you know <laughs> so I hated it when when um when he would get drunk and stuff but um because then his 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 little jokester comes out but it was actually my mom like I just realized that recently that I was like oh my god it's my freaking mom she loves to tell stories long ass stories and just like cracks up and and like everybody's laughing she likes to be the center of the attention you know like in family parties and then I'm like okay it's 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 my mama yeah. even though yeah. my dad's funny too but like the you know Filipinos were like just funny we like we like find all these we can be like in the most tragic situation and then we'll like crack a joke because yeah. that's how we heal and that's how we survive from those mm-hmm. moments yes exactly you were saying like yeah in every family there's like the jokester and I'm like but I feel like the whole Philippines <laughs> is the jokester <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I love I love the focus on healing too, like joy and healing. That totally resonates with us too, and what we want to do. Because, I mean, it's it's like you know, it's not new to us, but you know, like being colonized and having a lot of intergenerational trauma. Like this is the way to heal that is that intergenerational joy and healing. <laughs> like um, I don't know. It's just it's touching to to hear that it's like mm-hmm. there there's so that there are people doing this work you know, and, and that these spaces exist and safe spaces, spaces exist. Um, I have a question in terms of uh, how you found your name, Granny Cart Gangsta. Like, oh. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. um, it came from because I was, you know, in San Francisco, I didn't have a car. <laughs> and um, so uh, I just remember, like, I was going to grad school and, like, I needed anything I needed to buy where it was, like, so heavy for me to bring, I'd have to, you know, get a cart. And, and they call it like a granny cart. And then I remember one time I like rolled and I was in the bus and I rolled on this like white woman's foot and she just looked at me and she was like, 
you bitch. And I was just like rolling it down the stairs. I was just like, man, it is gangster to like have this freaking granny car because you're like taking up space. You know, you're 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 taking up space in a sidewalk. You're you're kind of like, you know, you you gotta have a little bit of balls in order to like walk around. In San Francisco, there's a lot of like grandmas that like, you know, they need that. You know, they need it for their everyday basic necessities. And so that was basically my inspiration for that. Um, and so when Ava, because Ava and I were going back and forth on Gmail and just like, oh, it would be funny we'd do this sketch. And we would just have these, it was all in email at first. And then she's like, what would we call ourselves? I'm like, I've always wanted to have a sketch comedy group named Granny Cart Gangstas. And she was like, I love it. <laughs> and that's how it, how it happened. It's an amazing name. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, when you said I didn't have a car, I was like, where is this going? Like, <laughs> you, you rode a granny car? Like, what? <laughs> you know, your laundry. Like, I remember I had to bring, like, everybody's, like, cop. I volunteered out of my cohort. Like, I'll, I'll get the copies from the copier. And it was just, like, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of articles that we all had to read for grad school. <laughs> Oh, and you put your kids in there too. Like it's everyone <laughs> like stroller here in the mission. Like I've been in one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Maybe you gotta make sure you put like the cardboard on the bottom so your little children fingers don't fall in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and in San Francisco, it's always attached to like an Asian grandma. You know, mm-hmm. like picking yes. up recyclables and things like that. So. Yeah, you're too. I mean, I'm thinking about like whenever I go grocery shopping in Chinatown, I'm like the like the small Asian grandmas who are just like going right in like in the middle of the aisle, and I'm like, I'm not messing with that. I'm not gonna try and get around her. Exactly. I'm They're gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Respect the elder. <laughs> <laughs> no, the aisle is the same width as the cart. I'm like, when? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, our Ooh. very first sketch was like sunshine being the grandma sunshine like one being the grandma (laughs) well that was like that was the one that actually went through we had one where we tried to film and we got shut down by like some security man (laughs) yeah you guys had like two parking tickets that day and we got kicked out of that park (laughs) yeah this is awful that's when we were like maybe we should do this another day (laughs) so unprepared it's fine yeah. I mean, definitely, um, like, our process, we, I feel like we've honed it in over the years, and we've mm-hmm. learned from all of our mistakes, because we tried to do improv one time, and our first couple of shows, and we're like, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 we're, like, in rehearsal for hours, we're like, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> what show are you talking about? <laughs> all, our first couple of shows were all, we were trying to improv it, because we didn't really write as well. Um, it's like bullet yeah. points. Yeah, we're like, then you do this. <laughs> when Arie looks at you, you do this. <laughs> God, and I remember we do like we just do random improv things. Yeah, remember our spanks? <laughs> God, there was a sketch where like we're like funny. it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> no, it needs to make sense, guys. <laughs> that's what, that's what we learned. It was a very, very, very important like lessons like we're like okay yeah. we really have to understand the, the sketches I mean we, we all mind you okay even though we didn't understand the sketch fully we went all out okay <laughs> we, like, the let's just do it. 
we're like, all right, you know, we did it. Like we fucking did it. Cause we were so, um, we didn't have a lot of content. We didn't have a lot of buildup yet in our first couple of shows. So we just did everything. I, I mean, yeah. I, there was one, one sketch where me and Roxane were just like, yeah, we're just gonna, you're gonna pretend like you're gonna go to the bathroom and I'm just gonna do voiceover. And it was just me on stage using the that didn't make sense either so there's yeah. a lot of and, and we would get the um comments on the surveys like <laughs> y'all need props <laughs> like hold something you know no. you you're right you're right because <laughs> that was the one year we're trying to be hella minimal I know. Yeah. Remember, we were like, oh, we're thinking of putting our clothes line behind us and just switching in and out of our clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like we have to be avant garde. At some point. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah. Don't, don't do it. Didn't don't. We didn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, we didn't even used to wear costumes. <laughs> like, we just thought the audience would just know. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, I'm acting so well. <laughs> and there was one time where I was like, we're not going to have any blackouts. <laughs> oh yes i feel like Boom. every sketch trip has to do that <laughs> and the audience are like through that uh, is it over <laughs> <laughs> everybody um, was like looking at me like i think we need a blackout we always try it and then we see what happens you know but I'm always. Like, I'm sure you all tried something also that did work, and you're like, "Yes, we're putting this on." <laughs> and then sometimes we respond to the times that we're in, like, um, usually, like, "Oh, this thing happened." Like, we really need to have this sketch in there. You know, I'm all like half crying, like, I feel very strongly about this sketch. Who <laughs> 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 says you can't cry in sketch comedy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are some of your favorite things to like write about in the sketches? Dicks. Pussy. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Ava likes to write about yeah. that. That's Ava's jam. It's funny. <laughs> I'm so yeah. immature. Ava's very immature. Yeah, I'm like the Sometimes oldest out of like, everyone. I don't no, give a fuck. <laughs> she was like, one time she was like, she wanted to do a video sketch. This is the early days, so I don't even know if Ava remembers it. She's like, I want to do a video where I'm just eating a banana <laughs> no i don't remember this okay so you don't remember it and i was like that sounds ah. stupid i think you were gonna pretend like it was a penis that's why. <laughs> oh my god what was i thinking i should I totally follow worry. through Thank don't worry because ellie made a video of her eating a mango oh, and it yeah. was very sensual <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was like early Tita days too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It wasn't even official. It was just like waiting outside, waiting for something, and we put on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you posted oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't post it. Someone else. Maybe not the second to see if it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> for our content, I think it just ranges. Like, we, we usually like respond to the times and like what is right now, what is. um what's on our mind what's bothering us and like how do we make fun of it you know and like as much as you know granny car is like a healing space for us we also like totally make fun of like you know we have this whole running joke about the jj sisters and they're like the breath and crystals and and things like that <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just being, you know, like we're not making fun of them. Obviously, if we were making fun of something, that means it means something to us. So yeah. Oh yeah. my god, do you remember when we did that sketch though, Arreen, in a group of like healers? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was Where? like it was like your friend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Us. It was so random. We were like a random <laughs> sketch group. Like yeah. everyone was really serious and like Wait, you know one where someone was going word. through cancer. Yes, <laughs> but she invited us, so it was okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone, like, my body is my temple. <laughs> no, because everyone was doing like very healing things for her because she's going through like you know this physical poetry. Thing. Yeah. yeah, poetry, and then our fucking asses go like, my body is my temple. My like, temple. My temple. <laughs> and then we did the stalker song, so everyone's like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> we did, and, and then when we did the stalker song, we needed a guy, so we we're just like getting some random guy. Like, can you just lay down there? And just sleep? <laughs> we're gonna surround you. Yeah, we're just gonna like creep up on you because we're stalkers. That's when we learned we can't people pull people from our audience. <laughs> that, was our, that was our first tour. <laughs> And Jose, an hour away. <laughs> and we were like, you're not playing the song right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, the like, sketch tech thing where you're like, mm -hmm. song's going, okay, nope, not turning around yet. Not Just the right song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next song. <laughs> oh, my God, that happened in, like, one of our, uh, one of, like, the first shows of Tita Jokes that we, like, ever did. And I think the stage manager, like, <laughs> It just kept vamping, like the music that it just kept oh vamping, and we had voiceover <laughs> intros for each of us. And so we were like, you know, the vamp is going, the music's going, we're just dancing, but nothing's happening for like a good so 10 seconds or so. I jumped out of the stage, went into the tech booth, because it, it was like, they did not know what was happening. And I was like, all right, I gotta go, vamp everybody! <laughs> We just kind of like danced, but we were like back dancing, so it like, like same character. Because <laughs> we we're not supposed to turn around yet, so we're all just like, okay, let's just we could do it, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, like yeah. I feel yeah. Like that's exactly what happened to us with consequences in that same show where we're like our back was turned, but we were supposed to be like '90s gangster, and we're just like, we're, like, okay. <laughs> we're, like wrong, wrong song, wrong song, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't DJ, remember this. The DJ was looking funny. at us like, what the hell? Oh. <laughs> she was trying. She was trying. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We've had a really great time. I can't believe it's already been like almost an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, I know you talked about this before, but any shows or anything that you want to plug, um, please feel free so we can tell the audience. Let's go check it out. Should we say the name of our new show? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the October show. Um, yeah, we, we 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 have the title, but we're kind of still yeah you know, confirming mm -hmm. confirming it. So where we can don't they have find the solid dates? Okay, so where can they find you on social media then? Mm -hmm. So when that is out, Granny Cat Gangsters on IG, really, um, and. Yeah, and so TAS. Yeah, TAS. Um, so we ha we're gonna do two shows: one before the election and one <gasps> after the election. Oh, but it'll be the same show. Nothing's gonna change. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you have contingencies? Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's, it's the audience. I'm so excited will for that. 
Wow. Gonna have a different Very perspective. curious. They're going to come twice thinking it's like a different show the next day. <clears throat> They're like, it was the same exact show. Yeah. So we'll be We're like, going to make predictions. <laughs> but you changed. <laughs> but you, you have changed, but we haven't. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I cannot wait to see that. It's on, is it a Zoom, uh, Zoom show? It will be like, it'll be, a, a, yeah, it'll be online. We're not sure yet if it's going to be like Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you guys are curious about Binosif too, there's lots of stuff happening there. Yes, um, please feel free to promote. Yeah, we got uh, reading this Saturday. We got, um, yeah, Forbidden Futures is doing something. Uh, they're, they're another like sci-fi group out, out of Binosif. So they're going to do something in October. Actually, a lot of stuff is going on in October. It's queer as fuck. Yes. Forbidden Futures and then Granny Cart Gangsters all nice. in one month. And we're nice. Binlo Stiff on IG as well. Mm-hmm. Binlo Stiff underscore SF. Um, and, or you can go to our website, www.binlostiffstudio.org. Awesome. We need yeah, to spell it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> put it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Amazing. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. This was so fun. We're going to get a tour with you all mm-hmm. sometime soon. <laughs> when all the regulations let up and, you know, when we could get that big tour bus. For- <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to go to Toronto. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You guys are going to take me to all the kids in the hall places that they've eaten at. Yeah. We'll take you to every open, single place. You know? If they're still open, hope all. Oh. <laughs> Is it ironic that like Granny Card Gangsters is like influenced by like a white male <laughs> it's a sketch comedy I, group? I read their bio twist. and I remember like being in an Uber with Alia being like, I think, I think like kids in the, I, I didn't know, like they were so cool. She's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, never mind. Just, okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> also, that's all the comedy that was out there. That has been yeah. out there until very recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we and that's that's powerful in itself. Like it, uh, you know, like there's this all white male group, and you're this you know all Asian female group, but you're inspired by them. That's empowering. Like that didn't that didn't deter you from being like, oh, I'm not white and mm-hmm. and a man, so I guess I shouldn't do it. No, instead you were like, yeah, that we want to do that. We're doing it. Boom, yeah. and you did it. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Do it our own way. I mean, yeah. exactly. Living Color too, Ava. In Living Color was another one that. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, in Living Color. Oh, I have so many more than just Kids in the Hall. You don't even know. <laughs> I'm saying. Amazing. Ones you never oh, even yeah. heard of. Yeah. <laughs> it's own podcast episode of just us going. Okay, what what stuff should we listen to? But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So yes, check out Granny Card Gangsters. We have been the Tita Collective. This has been so fun. Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 